Hello, and welcome to Metachemistry. This is episode 60. And for tonight, we're going to have an episode in our fundamental series where we review some of the basics. And this time, we're going to go over command token usage. And so command tokens are a resource that I find newer players don't tend to use too much, um, partially because they're getting grips getting to grips with the game, and there's all kinds of stuff that you're already learning. But sometimes I even find myself with, you know, two or three command tokens left at the end of the game, and I just think to myself, I could have better utilized these. And I think that's something that I'm not the only one, but there are certainly better players than I who are very consistent, and I, I envy their <laughs> consistency in utilizing all the resources available to them. But before we get into all that, we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, MoGames. Uh, MoGames is an online supplier for Infinity, which you can find at mo-games.com. And as part of their sponsorship, all of our patrons to the show get a 10% discount from that store page, and we raffle off a $40 coupon code every month. So in order to enter for that raffle, just make sure you join our Discord server, and we'll raffle that off each month. What's better than games? Mo games. And so for tonight's episode, we have Azoka, Ian, and myself. And so let's just check in and kind of see what people have been up to since last time. Uh, Azoka, you want to start? Yeah. I am getting ready to go to Albuquerque for their little like local tournament. That should be a lot of fun. I'm going to take uh, Vanilla Pano. You know, been riding that train i got a list that i i think i feel pretty comfortable with uh something that i think can tackle all the all the missions as long as it's not really tight quarters i think i can do it so i'm pretty excited about that been playing that here and there um and then that's that's been largely what i've done for infinity it's been pretty good nice and so that's the burke blitz then right it is yeah and uh, just for everyone who's listening when does that happen that is going to happen on the weekend of the 4th, uh, March 4th and March 5th. Very nice. Well, that's exciting. You know, sometimes I wish I could travel a little bit more commonly for these sorts of things, but alas, the life finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> finds a way to get in the way. Finds a way to get in the way. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, Ian, what have you been up to in the world of Infinity? Uh, we got the uh, same weekend that Chris is going down to uh, Albuquerque. We got a little limited insertion local tournament coming up. So I'm going to go to that because I can't get the time off to go to the Blitz, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm sad that I'm going to miss out on that. Yeah. Um, so doing that, uh, we got Salt Lake Showdown coming up. And then, uh, yeah, we guys uh, just finished up the... Uh, Salem shit show. So yeah, that was uh, from every everyone that uh, I've talked to about it said it was absolutely fun and just fantastic. And I'm sad that I didn't get to go. <laughs> yeah, right. You were uh, you were in the magical kingdom, right? I, I was in the Magic Kingdom, the Animal Kingdom, the Epcot, and the Hollywood Studios, and then the Universal Studios, which wasn't good. So yeah. I was I was I was in Florida doing the Disney parks thing because I may be a grown ass man, but I am still a goddamn child. <laughs> it's good to have a little inner child still. 
I mean, that's why we all play with toys to some extent, I'm sure. Yes. Oh, that's my girlfriend. (laughs) Does she not approve? (laughs) No, she loves it. We're all we all have way too much fun. Oh, good. good. I know. I know. I've certainly had had friends in some of these circles where their partners don't necessarily understand or you know, or interested in, or in some ca- some cases, outright disapprove, and you know, that's not fun to have that kind of strain when you're just enjoying a hobby. Yeah, like my wife doesn't like participate. Uh, I mean, she, she's nerdy in her own stuff. Like she's big into like Pokemon and um, very much more some of the um, more like pop culture fandom stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, while she doesn't really get the gaming stuff or participate, like she has no problem with me doing my thing. She's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So, yeah. And as far as uh, with me, mostly it's been more hobby related stuff. So, you know, I've posted some of my nomads here and there as I'm getting them churned out. Uh, but I finally found some stuff to do with the bases. So I've been basing a bunch of stuff and Realize that maybe I didn't plan it super well after oh, no. need, needing a jeweler saw to cut off models off of tactical rocks while they're already painted. Oof, yeah, I've, done, <laughs> I've, I've been there, oh, done that. No. But it's largely been fine. Uh, but yeah, so my Tunguska course is almost done. I've got, uh, I've got a couple size four remotes to finish and the salamandra. And then just a handful of bases, and I and that's about it. Not other than mercenaries. That's got to be exciting. It is pretty cool. It's really nice when I can go. Like, oh, we're gonna play a game. Go ahead and roll a random mission in Comlog. Also, thanks, Mike, for Comlog. It's great. And <laughs> oh, I'll make a list. Cool. Oh, it's a fully painted list. How cool is that? Without necessarily like trying to pick those out. So that's been kind of nice. So, so since since our uh, escalation league is finished, that's where most of my efforts have been. Besides, kind of pick up games and the like. Yeah. Now that you talk about that, I'm scared because I have a uh, I have a Suriat uh, HMG who's just p- painted in 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 a way that I really like him, and I want to put him on a sweet base that mm-hmm. you know the colors work together and it just like looks great. And then he's got he's standing on some tactical junk. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with that. So now <laughs> you've raised an idea that also stresses me out. Maybe it would just blend into the base. Maybe. I gotta try. <laughs> Worth investigating before chopping up painted models. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so for tonight, we're obviously going to be talking about command tokens. And so I know that I'm not always the best at this, but, you know, on average, how many command tokens would you guys say that you end a game with? Broad strokes, of course, I know. It's probably not something you tally too closely. One or zero (laughs) every time. Uh, for me, I'd say I'm I'm pretty consistent on having like one left or, you know, or spending them all. Uh, but I and, and that's maybe more recently because I can definitely mm-hmm. recall or bring 
to mind sometimes where I've like ended with three command tokens or four and just been yep. like, what? How can I how can I use it more? So I've I've definitely been through a similar thought process that you had mentioned at the beginning. Yeah, I would say most of the time I, you know, again, on average, I probably have like two ish left over. <laughs> I am not always the most consistent about spending those yeah. unless there's, you know, pretty clear stuff like, okay, well, there's that- definitely room to move guys into this combat group or there's def, you know, I'm going second and I'm pulling orders or things like that. that Do you think that is because of factions you play play style or something else? I would say it's probably play style. And by play style, I mean my personal play mistakes. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Um, yeah, because I mean, I'm commonly playing sectorials, but I don't terribly regularly reform fire teams because usually, you know, um, if things are getting broken, um, that's kind of it for them. Like they're already doing more stuff and I'm kind of wringing out the last bit of use out of the rest of the team as opposed to trying to recoup it or things like that. But yeah, I agree. I find that I spend way more command tokens in vanilla lists or sectorial lists that have less of a fire team focus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're running Harris teams, for example, very commonly, which I think is a little bit more common for me personally, I've been doing a lot of that, but I think that the general meta has kind of moved a little bit that direction where because uh, composed fire teams are a little bit more prohibitive in some cases, uh, depending on the faction, of course, uh, I think that you're more likely to see forces that are using Harris's instead of cores and the like. Not that they're gone, but less common. But I agree. Yeah, so, so just to kind of take a little bit of a step back, like we've mentioned real briefly, like some of the things that have, that command tokens can do, we'll go kind of an overview in terms of what your options are, including some that may have forgotten or may not have known existed and then kind of touch on some of the use cases for those sorts of things and when they might be beneficial. But yeah, so there's three different overall categories of command token usage and effectively it's about timing. So you have your strategic use, your executive use and your tactical use. So strategic use is going to be, before the game starts. Uh, Executive use is going to be at the start of a given turn, and tactical use is going to be done during a turn, is loosely how that breaks out. Uh, So we'll kind of pull back to the broadest ones with strategic use and kind of go from there. Um, Ian, do you want to kind of run down quickly what the strategic uses are? Sure. So the... Strategic uses are dependent upon uh, which player uh, won the initiative and who's going first. So if the player using the command token uh, in strategic use is 
taking the first turn. They're going first. They actually only have one use, and that is to uh, set aside an extra trooper uh, as a reserve. So they're giving you uh, two reserves. Uh, this does stack with the extra reserve that you would get from having Stratagos. So you potentially have three reserves if you had Stratagos going first and spend a command token. So that's uh, the only one for that, but it is very powerful because having that reserve to counter deploy your opponent, because if you're going first, you're usually deploying first. That way uh, you're getting that extra counter deploy against your whatever your opponent puts out for their uh, reserve. But then the player that's going second is got three different options. Uh, the most common of which I see is to spend a command token to remove two regular orders from uh, the your opponent's order pool, uh, choosing which order pools they're going to come out of. So whether you know you're doing two out of the first pool, two out of the second pool, or one out of each pool are the options there. Uh, that one is a very immediate effect on blunting your opponent's first turn, so this one is super common. Uh, the next one is preventing your opponent from using more than one command token during their first turn. So it really dials down and prevents them from doing a bunch of different stuff if they needed to. Uh, and then the third option, which I've seen very limited use on, although if you have somebody in a super good position to take advantage of it, is that you could have one of your troopers start the game in suppressive fire state. Uh, it's very situational, depending on the board, where things are deployed, but you might have a thing where you've got somebody forward deployed looking at an objective and the only rider advanced to get it and you're, you're starting suppression fire and it's, uh, come at me, bro. <laughs> so, those are the strategic uses of command tokens. Yeah, so those are going to be all of your kind of pre-game options. And... Like Ian touched on, there there's some that are much more commonly used than others. But um, Azoka, if you were to kind of break those down, what are you commonly seeing in terms of the the regular uses for these sorts of command tokens? Yeah. So in strategic use, I almost I very commonly see first player set aside an extra trooper, being able to hold back one, as we've talked about before several times is an invaluable use of your command token. Uh, the other one is, like Ian, Ian mentioned, removing two of the orders from the first player's turn is pretty handily the only use I see, and it's basically expected. Like, if whenever I'm prepping mm -hmm. for, for a tournament, or like for a game at a tournament, and I'm going first, I'm, I've already calculated moving two of my orders out of the pool because I'm assuming that my opponent is going to do that. And pretty regularly, per, like I would say like 90% of the time, they do that. And even, even if I, they're going first, I've had such cases where I've forgotten to spend that uh, command token. And my opponent has been like, are you ready for us to begin? And I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Like, let's go. I'm here to have a good time. And then he, you know, doubled down. He was like, are you sure we're ready to go? And I'm like, what do you mean? Of course. Like, let's, <laughs> let's have, let's have fun. Let's roll dice. And then after the game, he was like, I'm surprised you didn't strip orders. And I was like, I totally forgot. And he's like, I kind of <laughs> gave you the opportunity. And that's all right. I do that a lot. It's like, nice. are you sure? Are, are yep. you sure? Sure. 
okay then let's go yep and it's it's just it's that 100 percent you're all you're gonna see it all the time right yeah it's exceedingly common i'm kind of in the same boat with you guys where i will i'll usually just outright ask before if i'm going first uh, before someone starts like hey do you have any strategic uses of command tokens because i'm all technical like that but yeah except for when i have counterintelligence because i feel bad asking for it and then someone yeah. does it and then realize it is less effective. So you I don't do them. that. <laughs> it's like, so weird like, because what? like I was trying yeah. to help. Yeah, you're trying. To, yeah. But, but but really, are you trying to help them or bait them with your <laughs> counter knowledge? Right. Uh, it's it's real weird because like. That counterintelligence feel it's on so limited profiles mm-hmm. where you kind of know if it's there or not for the most part, if you're well versed in infinity enough to understand a lot of like the different profiles and uh, different factions access to them, but it's a private information skill, mm-hmm. which is, it's so, I don't know. It just, that bogs me the ra- the wrong way because it's a good player or a player who knows a lot of the game is just going to know that counterintelligence exists. So it's not, it's basically no longer hidden information. You know what I mean? It's not like you can take a profile that doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. In certain cases, you can, like the mentors and stuff. But yeah, like, I would say probably I would say almost half of the units with counterintelligence can hide themselves in some fashion. Like there aren't mask. very many, but yeah, there's hollow mask or camouflage mm-hmm. or things like that where you can oh. just get away with. It. Like Tawu comes to mind, um, the mentor, like you said, um, the in spiral core, the Tagma can do that as well. They have hollow mask. Yeah. And then the others are okay. It's on every profile. Yeah. Like the Shukra consultant, it's on every profile. The puppet master is on every profile. So like, yeah, if you know, it can't hide and all reserves are done before this happens. So, you know, it's going to be there, but again, only if you're versed enough to know, which, you know, I find infinity has a lot of things like that, where it benefits the, knowledgeable player mm-hmm. because you have just you have a lot more that you can expect that's going on like you know if you are good at counting points or swc you know you'll have a better idea mm-hmm. on if there's hidden troops in some capacity or you know if a troop might be masked or similar or what might be the contents of a camo marker like if it's specifically in a deployment zone versus further out and all that jazz. So I think there's a lot of that going on in Infinity, but I kind of agree that counterintelligence in particular, um, we've talked about it on the Discord a little bit in terms of some things that might be interesting. Like it came up, uh, I think this was your suggestion, Azoka, maybe, mm-hmm. about it uh, revealing your opponent's classifieds instead. Yeah, that which wasn't, I think, initially interesting my idea but we were that was while we were talking about counterintelligence that came up and i was like you know what i dig that yeah i think that's a cool idea but yeah and i would agree with your overall assessment that stripping regular orders is by far the most common uh the command token usage i think is probably the least impactful one i feel like the only time 
I see the command token option utilized is in Biotech 4 against yeah. vanilla players. Yep. It, to try and keep it so you can't get all of your troops out of the kill zone mm-hmm. uh, effectively unless they're all fast. Have there been times for you guys where you've played the game and then after your opponent's turn one, you thought about it and you were like, spending that command token to limit their command token usage would have been really good here. Personally, I don't think that I've run into that as far as I can think of off the top of my head. Like, I don't know if there's ever really been many games at all. I've been like, ah, I really needed to lock down command token usage. I think it's interesting that the option's available, but I feel like it's just so specific in its use that I don't really find it coming up, even yeah. in retrospect. What do you th- I think? What do you think, Ian? I, I think it's not super useful. Um, I mean, I guess it's like, so here's the thing. If you're limiting what they're doing, it's like, okay, they're, they're, are they going to be reforming their fire team? Probably not. Although it might happen, but are they going to be reforming a fire team more than once in their first turn? Almost definitely not. Um, are they going to be moving models from one combat group to another in their first turn? Almost definitely not. Uh, yeah, other than somebody's doing multiple coordinated orders to try to get out of the biotech zone, that's probably not going to happen a whole lot there. Um, you know, they're they're likely not going to. I mean, they're not going to need to cancel retreat state in the first turn when they're going first. That's just not a thing. And there's enough stuff that you don't need to ignore guts roll on that. I don't see that really being a thing. So I, I don't feel that restricting the command token use is going to be very useful. Um, yeah. Yeah. In general, I'm in the same boat as you, but there've been a couple of like three games that I can think of that I've thought of, Hey, maybe spending that command token to limit that is an option that I completely forgot about, honestly. And then I was thinking about that would have had a pretty good impact. But then I think about, okay, (laughs) would it have really had that big of an impact or would they have just spent the two orders that I took away from them doing, uh, Mm -hmm. doing it otherwise? You know what I mean? Exactly. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's the, the problem with the choice is that the orders will get used. The command tokens very slim chance that they will use more than one because they still get to use one. Yeah. Well, and it's like you're spending a command token to prevent them from using more than one command token, which if they were only going to use one, it's a waste of your command token. And if they don't use any, it's absolutely a waste of your command token. It hurts so bad. (laughs) Yeah. The last option I think is really interesting, but I think that you almost... Not entirely. You can get away with that. But I think you kind of want to plan for it in your list almost. Yeah. Where, okay, I might use suppressive fire because I have this mimetism six forward deployment or infiltrating profile or 
you know, there's a good zone, like Ian was saying earlier, that can watch an objective and I'll take this trooper or, you know, I'm worried about parachutist deployment zone and I'm going to set this dude on the back table hedge and I'm going to put him in suppressive fire. (laughs) (laughs) For me, the one time that I've actually considered it and have actually done it was uh, playing Merovingia running the Zouaves because Mm -hmm. they have uh, HM forward deployment, eight inches HMG sapper. Yep. And because you can put it anywhere and it gets cover and mimetism, you just stick it there and be like, okay, now he's in suppression. And like that can really blunt because it's kind of that perfect set of equipment and skills to maximize your capability of doing that. But uh, the, the Moblot Sapper doesn't have the forward deployment, but uh, he's a little bit better shooter and a little bit more survivable. Uh, so that's another possibility. But that that particular skill set um, mm-hmm. or toolkit is almost non-existent in the game outside of those two particular models uh, because most of the other sapper models in the game have a sniper rifle. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a great use case for something like that. Like ideally, if you can find something at least with mimetism, that's usually kind of the, the bare bones of what I hope for when I use this, which I have done on occasion and it can be effective, but it's always one of those things where it's either, you need it for a specific purpose, like covering an objective or guarding your deployment zone in particular or something along those lines. Um, or you need to feel very confident that that trooper will absorb more than two orders. Because otherwise you're better off just utilizing the other option. So I, I think that this is the most interesting option in my opinion. And it's something that I've tried to utilize a little bit more frequently. I've seen it twice. Yeah, exactly. It's still very rare. But I think that this is, and I believe this one was new to N4. It was. If I recall, which is pretty fun. This is a new to N4 option. So it's something that I'd like to try out a little bit more. But yeah, I think that this is the one that is the most interesting, I guess I'll say. But, But, But is it... Is its interestingness more useful than stripping two orders? Right. And that's the problem. Exactly. And it's kind of a gamble, right? Where Mm -hmm. you, you won't know. And it might be even better in some instances, you know, you might have that model absorb several orders. Um, They might kill some stuff that they wouldn't have been able to without suppressive fire or, you know, your opponent may avoid them and that may have cost them a bunch of orders trying to circumvent it and things like that. So it's it's much harder to measure, I think, is part of it, yeah. whereas it's incredibly easy to quantify. OK, you have two fewer regular orders done. <laughs> yep. I know exactly what this does. It always works every time. It's the reliable and straightforward option. And honestly, that's why it's used so much, I'm sure. Well, and it always works, at least half of halfway well right all of the time <laughs> yeah yeah going back to counterintelligence and that's the other kind of interesting thing right is that if you know your opponent has counterintelligence or you're worried your opponent might have counterintelligence it may be better to go in suppressive fire anyway because you know that will still function and you could leave them in suppressive fire longer than your first turn even they may just be in a good spot where you can leave them the majority of the game 
rough part too that for that like you said is you have to build towards being able to do that because like if you don't have Ideally. if you're playing smaller Haima and you have a significant lack of forward presence that can be in suppressive fire uh, no good might have some options right uh, are they in smaller Haima? yeah you're totally right yes no can are they're yeah. kind of a fun option there's there's their option but uh, if you're not running them, I guess is a, a different way to put it. Or if you're playing right. like like zeros or or infiltrating camouflage troopers, do you really want to start putting them in suppression fire? It's I think it's a worthwhile sure. question because it could be it could be very good, but you're also losing that marker state. Absolutely. Now, um, while we were talking about counterintelligence, another thing to bring up is that uh, the. You only ever see the one part, and that's the uh, reducing the order stripping to one order instead of two. But there is actually a second part to counterintelligence that you almost never what? see. Um, yep. So instead of the first thing where you reduce the stripping to one order instead of two, uh, you could actually, uh, if you're going uh, first, your opponent decides to restrict you to one command token, you can actually use two. Yeah, which makes it <laughs> almost entirely useless, if not entirely yeah. useless. Like I said, you will, you, I've never actually seen that come up at all, ever once. Yeah. Like, Interesting. Like, I definitely needed that third command token. Then victory would have been assured. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things if like, you needed to use two, like, yeah, that's, that's useful. But the amount of times that's going to pop up is practically zero. Yeah, at that point, you can rest assured that that command token that you spent was wasted. Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't going to do anything. Yeah. But let's jump ahead to the executive use of command tokens. These are the ones that are going to be used uh, during your tactical phase of the, for your order count or during your order count, uh, you know, at the start of each of your turns, effectively. So, Azoka, do you want to run through those yeah. options real quick? Pretty quick, pretty easy. You can, uh, this is the only time that you can, just by spending a command token, cancel the possessed state of a tag. Um, that's pretty important to know, because you cannot do that during your turn if you move a tag into a uh, repeater and then get total controlled. You'll have to wait until you get it back. Or uh, yep. you have to total control it yourself. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then alternatively, you can move allied troopers. You know, move your troopers from one combat group to another. So this is this one um, I've seen people kind of do, and it's kind of like opened my eyes to some of the cool tactics that you can play with while doing uh, your list building and then trying to be malleable or flexible to the game itself, which is building a combat group of nine models, and then your second combat group having, you know, however many else. And then going on your first turn, you swap one of the models from group two into group one, depending on how deployment is laid out, and then how, how the game has, like, uh, kind of how the table is, like, shifted, I guess for uh for your like setup this Absolutely. is 
the way that I've seen people do it is like combat jump. If they want to yep. have a trooper in there for combat jump, turn one, they swap him in. And I was like, why are you doing that? Why didn't you just put him in there to begin with? And then they told me that they had this other secondary option if combat jump wasn't an, like a good option. Exactly. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ways to use this is exactly how you described. Like I'll have, a, you know, playing OSS, for example, you know, I'd have a Garuda in the second combat group. Um, and sometimes sometimes it might just be a flashbulb spot. Sometimes it might be a missile bot or um, in some cases Andromeda, where if I didn't know I was going to go first and now I am going first. OK, I'm willing to put a bunch of orders into Andromeda now. <laughs> yeah. Things like that, where if I'm going second, I don't want to pay two command tokens to swap one out and swap the other in, or I may not need to at all. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that that's a really fun, flexible way to use these things. Uh, uh, I was just going to say, that's probably a really good way to start spending those extra command tokens. If you find that you have a lot of them at the end of the game, <laughs> because like that, that costs you just a command token and that's it. So if you find you have way too many command tokens, try it out. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it's now, basically like sideboarding in a unit that you mm -hmm. want to spend orders on, depending on what the table looks like, what weak points are in your opponent's force and whatnot. Yeah. And then the, the way that the other way that the um, command token use is commonly used is if you have some active attack pieces in one group uh, as your moving forward or you've taken some casualties from your opponent during their turn, things like that. And your order efficiency has gone down because you don't have as many orders in that group. It's very common. I do this a lot where my second group is often a lot of like more cheerleader style units where I'll just start moving them into the first group to increase the amount of orders there to fuel my attack pieces. Uh, but the key on this is, is that there has to be room in the group to move into uh, and you're limited to 10, but unconscious models still take a spot in the group so that they have to be completely dead to open up a spot for, for guys to move in. Uh, exactly. That's something I, I see that trips up a lot of newer players at first because they're in their mind, unconscious is a null state. Null state means it's not doing anything anymore and they don't equate that it's still present on the table and it's still taking up space in an order group. Yeah, definitely a good shout because it's an easy thing to miss. You know, you just kind of write off a model in your head like, OK, that's gone. I'm going to go ahead and move this over. And oh, no. Which also makes it super annoying when you got a bunch of models get dropped, but they don't get killed and you need <laughs> to move stuff over and you can't. And then you got to spend an extra command token to move an unconscious model into group two. So you can yep. start moving good models into group one. <laughs> And it's yep. very annoying when that happens. Yep. Try playing remotes. Yep. At that point, sometimes it's like, did I take enough casualties in my larger group that I have? I can just move everybody from that into the second group now because that's <laughs> what gives me the more order efficiency at that point. Right. And that's something that is worth keeping an eye on because I feel like depending on your order group split, like if you're doing a like a 10-5 approximately or 10 and 10 and however many most of the time that won't come up but it could it but especially yeah yeah it definitely can 
but especially if you're doing a more even, if you're doing, you know, seven or eight, and then another seven or eight, yeah, that can become pretty important to keep in mind. And it's easy to get caught up in the, okay, moving them to my, my main group, my first group. But that's not always, that's not always the best way to spend them. Uh, one thing that's relevant to know is that as far as moving troopers between combat groups, if you have a lieutenant with Strategos level two, you get to do one of those for free each turn, mm-hmm. which I've definitely done the aforementioned tactic with the Marut without spending command tokens to get the thing into the group, yeah. which has <laughs> felt very nice. But yeah, so I would say that as far as these go, I would say that moving troops is more common, but it's kind of you just remove possession as needed. You know, if you have yeah. it, you're not going to bother risking to get a hacker over to them unless they're already in your repeater network. But even then, you're still spending orders on it. And a lot of times, it's just easier to say, okay, cool. I automatically get it back. We're done. Yeah, well, it's I also important because the moving troopers and the canceling possession happens before the order count. So if the model's possessed at the start of the turn and you total control it back, you don't get the orders because it was technically in a null state. But if you use the command token, it will generate its orders as normal for you. Yeah. You're, you're basically losing three orders to do that. You, you, You just, if you have the opportunity, you cancel that possessed state. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like there's almost never a case where you would want to try, unless you were just out of command tokens, of course, or you knew you absolutely needed it for something else. Like maybe you couldn't get troops into a zone on your last turn without a coordinated order. Yeah. Or something similar, perhaps. But even then, that seems like a pretty pretty limited case because you probably could figure it out otherwise but I, I will say that there there are likely some cases where that could come up but luckily executive use pretty easy um pretty short list of of pre or you know start of turn options but the the bulk of command tokens are going to be the tactical uses which are not used in the tactical phase <laughs> they're used during your active turns. Mm-hmm. Gotta so, love it. Yeah, just one of those naming convention things sometimes, like <laughs> veteran troops, but not necessarily the veteran skill. <laughs> yes, yep. Veteran classification is different from veteran skill. <laughs> yeah. What can you do? I think Odali is labeled as a specialist troop in her name, but she's not a specialist. Right. Or yeah. the... Yeah, there's lots of those. <laughs> or the the uh, characters that were, were such and such NCO, but didn't yeah. have NCO. Or yeah. a marksman without marksmanship. All that good stuff. Sometimes it just doesn't fit, but that's okay. <laughs> so with the tactical use, this is the most extensive list. So the kind of a rundown of options that you have for these. This is where you're going to be able to spend your coordinated orders, which you can do, you know, with a regular order. Everybody has to be the same training, so regular or irregular. Um, Alternatively, inspiring presence. You can do do that with the 
lieutenant order and not a command token. You can auto-pass guts rolls as if you had courage effectively. Uh, you can take one of your irregular orders and turn it regular. You can have a trooper ignore retreat so that they're not affected by the retreat state if you're in trouble. Uh, you can reroll doctor rolls on models that have cubes or engineer rolls on models with remote presence. Um, and both of those, well, this is more relevant to the engineering, but it doesn't work for removing status effects. It's specifically to repair. So you have to be trying to repair structure in order to qualify for those rerolls. But yeah, these are where I find that the bulk of my command tokens personally go to. But um, Azoka, what do you find as far as kind of the, the standout things? I feel like a lot of these tend to be you use them when they become relevant, but what sort of things are you actively looking for chances to use? Actively looking for, you know, that's, that's tough because it's a lot of, a lot of the active actively looking for use of uh, tactical use for me is done very often in list building, which is coordinated orders or uh, transforming irregular orders. Um, I typically see my expenditure go like if I have a war core in a in a combat group, I'm basically thinking that that is going to be a command token every turn, most likely. Sure. Um, or like if I'm if I'm building a list for biotech for or other specific missions where I want to have uh, coordinated orders, I'm thinking of that ahead of time. And then that's usually where where it goes for me. Uh, as we were talking about this, I did not know that you could automatically pass or fail a guts roll, and that would be really good for my religious trooper Morats uh, to not not just stand up there as they're getting shot by a tag. Right. Sometimes you just need to get down, and mm -hmm. <laughs> if things don't cooperate. Yeah, now, what's kind of interesting about that is that, like you said, that's not a common one that comes up. Uh, I don't know I don't know if I've ever seen anyone utilize that tactical use, but it mentions that you can ignore the result of the die, which means that you can you can check first, basically. You can roll to see if you get the result you need and then uh, spend your command token, which is pretty flexible. I feel like, I mean, I guess it's really rare already, but I feel like it would never be used if you had to do it beforehand. But it is nice that you at least yeah. have that benefit of foresight. But yeah, what about you, Ian? What kind of stuff do you find yourself reaching for most commonly? Um, coordinated orders. Especially if I have a uh, going up against a solid ARO piece that is difficult to take out, you know, kind of head to head. Uh, I like doing a coordinated order to limit its ability to, uh, do that damage by only being able to attack one of my up to four models that are going after it and the others getting unopposed shots. So that's, that's an absolute, uh, one I use very, very often. Um, as far as the guts roll thing, I've never used it. <laughs> um, right. the transforming irregular orders to regular. I use that almost every game, um, whether that is 
because I have something you know, like a war core or because I happen to be in retreat and I need to turn orders regular. So Absolutely. that one's super cool. Now the having a trooper be unaffected by retreat, that can be important. I've, I've used it occasionally. It's more because I, I, a lot of if you have like uh, courage or some other skills, they will allow you to ignore a lot of the effects of retreat. Um, which one of which is that you if you're in retreat, you can't declare a skill with the attack label unless you have courage or one of these other skills that, that overrides that uh so if i don't have a model with courage and i need to do something like that might be a command token usage where i go okay now this model actually can do an attack which pushing buttons for objectives has the attack label exactly so, yeah um other than that you know i don't use the the reroll failed whips very often they just don't come up because I don't have cubes or remote presence on most of the factions that I play. <laughs> so it's not the right. thing. Uh, <laughs> and then the use that we didn't, it's not listed under here, but it's listed over in the fire team rules is to reform a fire team. Absolutely. And Good call. that one I actually use very regularly. And that's uh, down to one of two situations. Uh, one, my fire team leader got killed and now I need a new fire team that happens. The second is that uh, there's a lot of people that will do things where they'll they'll bring multiple models that'll fit in a fire team of different combinations, and they will uh, break a fire team and reform it with different people to get a different skill set in there. Uh, I don't really do that, but what I do do is uh, a lot of situations will pop up where somebody using uh, combat jump or impersonation or something where they can hit, get my fire team into an uncomfortable position where they can hit multiple models with a template. Uh, because if I activate one, they all activate uh, in that kind of situation. Uh, I will often voluntarily break the fire team so that they can only attack the one model that's activating and if i can do it with the activate you know the one model that can they can only hit that one with a template uh or i can get somebody that's outside a template range to to square off against them i'll break the fire team deal with the problem and then reform the fire team yeah definitely which is a, a great use for that that i think not i mean certainly not everyone but i feel like it's semi-common for players to kind of get nervous about, you know, especially larger fire teams, right? Like if we're talking about a core team, you know, it's like, well, I don't want to lose these benefits. I don't want to drop these bonuses. That's what's really making these most likely cheaper units uh, mm -hmm. pretty reasonable. So yeah, it's good to have that kind of clarity while playing yeah. to say like, hey, I need to drop this. Otherwise it'll be even worse. Yeah. And that's why we have command tokens. No, you know, if, if I have the option to activate somebody that's not in the fire team, that's farther away, mm -hmm. uh, that I can, you know, deal with the problem that way, then that's what, that's my first choice, obviously, but definitely situation on the board with terrain and different things, it's not always going to happen, uh, without spending a significant amount of orders, which maybe waste my entire turn, or I could do this. It's not, ideal but i you know i spend a command token in the long run and you know significantly fewer orders to do the same mm -hmm. thing and it, so yeah it's a lot of times just figuring out what's the most 
expedient route to what your objective at the moment is. And if that is to get that fire team moving up to take care of things, uh, sometimes, you know, it just got to break the fire team to deal with that, that annoying situation in the middle of it. And you can put it back together again. Uh, important thing to note though, with reforming fire teams is that the composition of the fire team it has to be legal at the moment that you reform it. So that means that there's a lot of fire teams where you have to have one of a certain model and then you can have other things in there. But if you only have the one required model and that's the model that bites it, the other guys won't be necessarily be able to reform a fire team. So you have to be able to form a legal fire team just like you do at the start of the game when you reform with a command token. Yeah, certainly something to be cognizant of. Because uh, that's something that can semi-easily get lost in the charts. Uh, yes. You know, if, if you're not already comfortable with how the fire team charts work. Yeah. You're like, oh, wait, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, can absolutely be a problem. Um. For me, and I think that, you know, as we talk about this, I think I've realized that part of part of it is that I tend to keep command tokens for these rerolls. And I think that's why I end up with uh, a surplus at the end of the game, where you can reroll your your healing or repairing rolls. That's the kind of stuff where I'm like, okay, if I want to get something up, I want to make sure that it actually happens. And you, uh... Do you know how to kick that habit? Don't bring doctors and engineers. Yep. <laughs> Problem solved. Ta-da. But in some factions, that's much easier. Like, you know, when I've been playing Tunguska, their medical staff are Securitate paramedics and Doctaris. Doctaris have no linkable options or fire team options as they do in uh, like Corregidor, I think. Mm -hmm. And so... I very rarely bring medical staff, but I'll bring an engineer semi-frequently. Uh, but in, say, OSS, for instance, that's part of why I have so many remotes and I have such exceedingly high quality of engineers looking at, like, Parvati, for instance, who can kind of do so it good. all. Like, being able to make sure that she just gets it is really nice. Um, one thing that doesn't come up, well... I mean, I guess it kind of depends. It can come up, but hopefully it doesn't happen to you too much, is that when you reroll using a command token in this way, you can, if you still fail, you can keep spending command tokens until you pass or run out of command tokens or decide to just take the loss. Yeah. And it's also important to note that every time you use one of those rerolls, it does not trigger another ARO because it's part of the exact same action that you have been doing at that moment yeah you're right. not taking a new action new skill yeah it's not the the adage in in some other war games of not being able to re-roll a re-roll does not apply to infinity here yeah and these are among the only situations in infinity where you actually get to re-roll anything it's very <laughs> right. uncommon in the system which i kind of like yeah agreed now um <laughs> While we're talking about command tokens, another aspect um, to consider is that 
each player gets four command tokens to start the game with, and you know that's all you get. They don't come back, so you have to judiciously use them how you need to use them. But in N4 now, uh, this was very uncommon in N3, but in N4 there's a lot more profiles that... Uh, lieutenant profiles that will provide a fifth command token and I personally because of how I play where I move up a lot I trade a lot of pieces so I'm moving guys around groups I also use a lot of irregular troopers so I'm turning orders regular things like that uh, I find myself gravitating towards a lot of those extra command token lieutenants in lists that I build uh, and it, a lot of times it's like, yeah, okay, you have five command tokens and you use them. And the way I play, yeah, I actually do use them. Um, I play, I bring that yeah. lieutenant planning on using all of those command tokens. It's also nice because that means that if you're in that executive um, or the strategic use of command token, uh, you can play around with that a little bit because you're using one and you still have four left over for the game. So there, there is... A lot of versatility to that and i think it's also made a lot of lieutenant profiles that were somewhat lackluster uh much more appealing by having that inclusion um for example the the minutemen lieutenant in us ariadna is not great uh to be honest, like, 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 I love the Minutemen. I think they're fantastic. But as a lieutenant, he's only whipped twelve, so he's not great. Mm-hmm. But now he has like an extra command token, and I'm like, that's my only option in that faction to get an extra command token. And I've actually been running him when I play U.S. Ariadna for that reason, and it's worked very well with how I play that faction. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that that's a great way to emphasize like okay these are units that can be tactical like there's a handful of abilities and skills in the game that can kind of showcase that like the kind of classic one that's been around for a long time is strategos of course but being able to play with extra lieutenant orders or extra command tokens or you know a lieutenant with counterintelligence or things like that it's an interesting way to show, hey, here's a powerful command unit without all having the exact same ability, which is nice. Yeah. In N3, uh, it was called Advanced Command, and it was on like two models, I think. It was Sunzei and I'm trying to think who the other model was, but it was only like two models in the entire game in N3 that could get a fifth command token. Yeah, Saladin, maybe? I don't think it was Saladin. Because I remember, I remember it was the thing where, like, Saladin got Stratagos, but Sunzei got Advanced Command. Gotcha. So that, that's how they kept I'm them sure. kind of different. Yeah, it was, it was, but again, it was, it was at most, like, two models that got it. And it right, so right. It was exceedingly rare. But now, I feel like... I, I, I might be wrong, but I feel like there's at least one model in each of the main factions that has advanced command or, or has an extra command token lieutenant profile on something. Bailiff's a main faction. I mean, if you think, if you want to say <laughs> they are. Well, discussion for another time, I guess. 
but yeah, so kind of giving this sort of rundown in terms of the methods in which you use command tokens, if you had to roughly break it out, where would you say that in your typical game, between strategic, executive, and tactical uses of command tokens, how how what does that split look like for you? 50-50. Uh, for me, yeah, it's 50-50. Between the three? Yeah, he, he has oh, 150%. <laughs> I use more command tokens. I That's why I have it in five. Than anyone. So, yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, You'd say evenly, <laughs> probably? Evenly, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Like, I pretty much always see strategic use and then and then after that, 50-50. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I what agree. about you? Yeah. I agree. Um, it's somebody that strips two orders right off the bat, and then from there, it, yeah, it's it's 50-50 whether it's getting model switch between groups or uh, you know doing coordinated orders or reforming fire team stuff. Uh, that's the the ones I find happen the most. Uh, it, it's rare if it really swings hard one way or the other, and that's usually because s- one player or the other isn't doing quite so well. So there. Uh, the option or the need to spend those command tokens in a certain way aren't happening. Yep. Yeah. I can and, pretty and that's fair. Regularly see people move troops from pool, combat group to combat group, assuming they're not a limited insertion list. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that that's a pretty reasonable and likely common assessment. I would say that I definitely don't always take an extra reserve if I'm going first. But if I'm going second, I always do something. Um, even into counterintelligence, I'll usually do something because I don't no. always use all my command tokens anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's I'm like, all right, well, might as well have some command token, but it sure does hurt. But yeah, I would say that generally speaking, most of them will end up being moving troops and then you know, maybe banking some stuff for rerolls is usually how that goes. I don't use, I don't utilize coordinated orders as much as I should. Like, they do come up, but not nearly as commonly as I should. And that's something that I should resolve to work on. Because <laughs> it is a very powerful tool that sometimes it's just a way better tool than anything else you might use at the time. I find issues on that whenever I have like synchronized units. Or fire teams where I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to do a coordinated <laughs> order, but I don't want to do it on two units. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes that's still the right choice, but it feels it yeah. feels worse when you're not getting the the maximum utility out of it. Like if you can't get all four models, it just feels like you're wasting it to an extent. So I, I totally feel that. Well, uh, before we move on to our final thoughts, uh, I just want to mention our Patreon page. So if you are able and willing to support the show, uh, you can go see us on Patreon slash Metachemistry and help us continue working on the show. Uh, Doing so gets you some cool benefits like early access to episodes. Uh, There are some limited channels in our Discord that are patron specific and other things besides. 
and everything that is contributed by our listeners goes 100% back into the show. So we certainly don't pay ourselves off of this or anything like that. We don't do this uh, as a for-profit or anything along those lines, but it does help with um, commissioning for uh, some new projects we're working on for the show, as well as equipment costs and the like. And as far as our Discord goes, we'd love to have you there because it's a great spot to talk about Infinity for all kinds of aspects. We have people that love to talk about the hobby. We've got some very talented painters on our Discord. And I know I always love coming by and seeing their stuff and then feeling bad about posting my stuff after them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And uh, you can also get feedback on lists. We have people that uh, um, both from ourselves and from other members of the Discord and also... Uh, like I said at the beginning, being a member of our Discord enters you in for that uh, Mo Games raffle for that gift card. So if you want to talk Infinity, it's a great place for it. And so with that, uh, Azoka, Ian, what are kind of your final thoughts or nuggets of wisdom on using command tokens uh, effectively? Uh, Azoka? Brian, remember that all of them are there. Almost all of these uh, command mm-hmm. tokens are situational, right? And you can plan to use a vast majority of them, but sometimes being able to pull a trooper down or stand a trooper up for your guts check sounds like it could be a real deal breaker for certain situations, which is something I will be using this weekend. Yes. Yeah, it's cool, you know, finding new tools in the toolbox, as it were. Uh, what about you, Ian? Oh, I think the big thing is is that um, you know part of it's remembering that they're there, but it's also if you find yourself in a situation where the path forward isn't very clear, take a moment to look at your command tokens and see if using one of those will help. Like I said, that strong arrow piece suddenly isn't as strong when it's taking three unopposed shots. Uh, you know, reforming your fire team if you need to advance or get those bonuses. Different things like that. You know, if there's something that's, you know, you're a little stumped with, see if command tokens can help because you'd be surprised how often, like, that is the answer to a situation is just use a command token, do a coordinated order, do a, a move a trooper around, pick your tag back from possession, you know, things like that. It, they come up very often. And there is a tool for it. So just remember you know, to check to see if that's a tool you can use at that moment. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I would generally echo the same sentiment that both of you guys have. One, the most important is to remember that you have options. And two, to find the instances where you can actually utilize those. And if you're not familiar with what you can even do, you know, you're never going to think to apply them because you won't know they're there. So, yeah, and this is something that, you know, I'm going to try and take to heart as well, where, you know, if you find yourself running a surplus of command tokens regularly, think about reviewing some of the things you can do and try implementing those a little bit more frequently. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that it is outright incorrect to have more than zero command tokens at the end of the game. But it is a resource, and you know if you're not utilizing it, 
maybe there's something more you could be getting out of your game in that way. So feel free to check that out. See if there's if there's options that apply to your games. Uh, or maybe for some of the more active uses, like moving troops, like we talked about earlier, or command tokens where you can dictate their use specifically, maybe try utilizing those a little bit more frequently and see how that changes your games. But on behalf of Metachemistry, this has been Devin. Azoka. And Ian. And that's the meta. <laughs>